John chapter 6, John chapter 6. Well, very interesting. I don't know that I've ever uh, on this particular day, uh, October 31st, uh, which in a, a day where the world celebrates things that as Christians, I have no interest in celebrating. Amen. And uh, the world's out there today celebrating uh, death, blood, fear, horror. And as a Christian, you know what? I like celebrating life. Amen. I don't know if there's ever been a day where on, on October 31st, I'm sure there has, but I just don't remember, where we've had communion. Amen. I like that. And then this morning, uh, while the world's out there going to be celebrating death, we're going to celebrate life, and we're just going to give the devil a big one-two punch this morning. Amen? And we're going to preach on this subject, the celebration of life. The celebration of life. John chapter 6, if you find your place, let's stand together in reverence to the reading of the Word of God. And I'm going to read verses 32 through 40. And I want you to notice the common theme here as Jesus is teaching as we read the, the Bible. John chapter 6, verse 32. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is He which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. Then said they unto Him, Lord, evermore give us this bread. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. Uh, shall never thirst. But I say unto you that ye also have seen me and believe not. All that the Father giveth me shall get, shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. For I am come down from heaven not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. And this is the Father's will which hath sent me, that of all which he hath given me I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again. The last day. And this is the will of Him that sent me, that every one which seeth the Son and believeth on Him may have everlasting life. Amen? And I will raise Him up at the last day. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we sure do love You this morning. And God, we want to just uh, take a few moments and ask for Your help, Lord, as we preach Your Word. God, I pray that You'd be active in our midst. Holy Spirit of God, do a work in us, we pray. And I pray, as Lord, as I do every week, if there's someone here today that doesn't know You as their personal Savior, I pray that they would accept You before it's eternally too late. Those of us that are saved, Lord, I pray that we'd allow the Word of God uh, to change us and help us and make us what You'd have for us to be. Bless the preaching this morning. We thank You for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. I'm sure you noticed it because I emphasized it. But as I read that passage, you saw phrases like this. Verse 33, give life unto the world. Verse 35, I am the bread of life. Verse 40, may have everlasting life. And again, folks, listen to me. The world's going to do what the world does. Amen. Because it's the world. Because they're lost. But as Christians, we got something way better than to celebrate than what they're celebrating. Amen. We're going to celebrate this morning morning, life. Amen. Life. Now, as I was uh, praying about this message, the direction of this message, there was a lot of directions I could go with it, but the Lord directed me to a place uh, that we're going to go this morning, and we're going to talk about three aspects of life that we can celebrate. So take your Bibles. Let's go to Revelation chapter 22. Revelation chapter 22. And uh, I don't know a better passage, maybe, that, that helps me and encourages me more than when I go and uh, read Revelation chapter 21 and 22. Amen? By the way, folks, listen to me. i got good news for you. I know it may look like we're losing the battle right now, but hey, I've read the back of the book. We're winning this thing. Amen? Yeah. Jesus is going to come. God does have the final say. So as Christians, listen, we don't have things to be down about. We have things to be up about. Amen? Yeah. 
Revelation chapter 22, and I'm going to read to you here the first, uh, the first few verses of this chapter. And again, notice the theme as we read these verses. The Bible says, beginning in verse 1, And He showed me a pure river of water of life clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the midst of the street of it, on either side of the river, was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits, and yielded her fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and His servants shall serve Him. And they shall see His face, and His name shall be in their foreheads. And there shall be no night there, and they need no candle, neither light of the sun. For the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. And these verses I just read to you folks, these are verses that are overflowing with different types of life. And we're going to talk about three of those this morning. The first thing I want you to notice there in verse 1 is what's known as the a flowing river of life. Notice what it says, And He showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God. Of course, uh, the, 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 the human author under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit was the Apostle John. And uh, God gave John a glimpse into what's waiting on all of us here one of these days, amen, as he views that heavenly city, and one of the things John views is what's known as the river of life. Now folks, let me just remind you, in heaven, life isn't just a a little bit of life, it's abundant life, amen? And everything about heaven is life. It's often said when things bring pleasure, sometimes you'll hear the world say, well, that's really living, but let me say this folks, man has never known life as it will be experienced in heaven, amen? And part of what we'll experience there is the river of life. Now I want you to notice some things about this river. First of all, notice the source of the river. The Bible says it's a river of life flowing directly from the throne of God. It's here the Lord will sit as He occupies His throne and the water will flow from from the throne and of the Lamb. Amen? Praise God. It's by His mercies that we have His op- that we have opportunity to even enter that heavenly city. Folks, let me just remind you of this and we talked a little bit about this this morning but in and of ourselves, folks, we are unworthy. We are defiled. Aren't you thankful God made provision for us that we could be saved? Amen? And as we enjoy the beauties of heaven and see the river of life flowing from the throne, let me tell you what it's going to remind us of, folks. It's going to remind us of the purity of the Lord Jesus Christ and what He's done for us so that we can have this glorious opportunity. By the way, folks, let me say this. Jesus Christ is the focal point of heaven. He is the focal point. He is what it's all about. And I understand right now, for, for most people, especially for the world, He is not the focal point of this life, but He's going to be again one of these days. Amen? And I'm going to tell you right now, He is the, he is the focal point of heaven. And But here's a good thought for us. Do you know as Christians, He ought to be the focal point of our life now? You realize our lives as Christians ought to revolve around what the Lord Jesus Christ would want for our lives. Amen? Not what we want, not what the world has, not what the devil and the flesh has, but what He has. Amen? And Jesus Christ is going to be the focal point of that wonderful city because that river is going to flow directly from the throne of God. If you've ever been on vacation before, you you know it's not hard to recognize a tourist, right? I mean, they often look around all dumbfounded looking at all the signs and all those types of things. And uh, could you imagine what it's going to be like when we do finally get there and get to see the things that we, we read about and we preach about? And I don't know about you, but I dream about, amen? I mean, to finally be there and see that. I'm going to tell you, folks, what an amazing thing it's going to be. So the source of the river is the throne of God. 
The thing that the next thing I want you to notice about the river, think about this, is the serenity of the river. Amen. The serenity. Uh, it's called the river of life that is pure and clear as crystal. Think about that, folks. It will be absolutely free of any pollutants or filth. By the way, so will heaven. Amen. No, no pollutant, no filth will be there. Uh, th- this river of life will exceed the freshness of any mountain stream we ever can imagine. I've told you this before, but uh, last summer, the summer of 2020, my family and I, we, we went on vacation out west, and uh, we went to uh, uh, southern Oregon, and, and we went to northern California, and we wanted to see some of those sites out there, and one of the first things we saw was Crater Lake. If you've ever been to Crater Lake, the, the thing that Crater Lake is known for is the clarity of the water. It literally is the cauldron of a volcano, and uh, we actually uh, hiked down the switchback to the lake, and we actually got to get in that water, and I'll be honest with you, I had never seen water like that up to that point. I mean, it is just the, the, the the most beautiful blue clear color. And I thought that was cool. But then one day we went to the, uh, to the Redwood Forest and we uh, went to a place called the Jedediah Smith National Park. Anybody ever been there besides my family? You ever been? Oh, I encourage you, if you get some time, go to that place. You talk about the giant Redwoods. Well, one thing I wasn't expecting to see was the Smith River. Now they, they say, now everybody, you know, makes claims, right? But they say it's the clearest river in all the United States. And you know what? After seeing it, I believed it. I mean, that river, I'm telling you, I've never been in water like that before. Literally, you could see all the way to the bottom. And we got in that river. We, we, we splashed around in that river. We had a good time playing in that river. And here's what I thought to myself as I was in that river that day. I said, you know what? As awesome as this is, the river of life is even going to be better. Amen? And so I, I thought about the clarity, the clearness of that, and, uh, and this river of life that's going to be one of these days in heaven. Again, folks, imagine what it's going to be the purest water as it sparkles and flows and reflects the glory of the lamb as he shines in brilliance so we see the source the serenity how about this the substance of the river notice what it is folks it's a water of life amen water of life there'll be a continuous flow of it from the throne of god now this of course speaks of the eternal life that we've been given in jesus christ our lord now i know right now it's hard to comprehend folks but again think about it uh eternity everlasting life it will never end we shall never die amen it's going to be one big eternal day with the lord Now, right now, as human beings, we can't really comprehend eternity. You know why? Because everything about our lives has to do with that four-letter word that we all have to deal with called time. Amen? Everything. It's all about time. It's all about schedule. It's all about being here, being there, doing this, doing that. But one of these days, that's not going to be, amen? And it's going to be eternal. And the substance of the river is that of life. Hey, aren't you glad you've tasted of the living water that Jesus Christ gives that will allow us to enjoy this amazing wonderful river of life jesus said in john 4 14 but whosoever drinketh of the water that i shall give him shall never thirst but the water that i shall give him shall be in him a well of spring a well of water springing up into everlasting life amen so talk about the flowing river of life but we're not done yet because there's something else look at verse 2 we see this a flourishing tree of life a flourishing tree of life. Verse 2, In the midst of the street of it, now on either side of the river, was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits, and yielded her fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. Here we find another detail of heaven. And... Um, 
what John describes here as the tree of life in the midst of the street of gold and on each side of the river of life. Now, folks, listen to me, okay? Heaven is not going to be sitting around floating around on a cloud, okay? That is not heaven. Heaven is just as much a real place, if not a more real place, than Princeton, Indiana is this morning. Amen? Now, listen... Princeton's a city. Princeton's a town. We got streets, all right? And uh, we've got a river. I don't know why they call it the White River, okay? I can tell you this. It's not as clear as the river life's going to be for sure. They ought to call it the Brown River, amen? But uh, we got a river. We got streets. We're living in a city. But it's nothing compared to what that city's going to be like, amen? But think about this tree of life. The Bible describes it there as in the midst of the street, as there beside the river of life. Now, the tree of life is a very interesting study. If you begin to chase that through the Bible... Truth be told, you only find the tree of life. Now, the book of Proverbs talks about a tree of life, but the particular tree of life is found all the way back in the Garden of Eden. Three times it's mentioned in Genesis chapter 2. I won't read all three, but here's one of them. And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that's pleasant to the sight and good for food. And the tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So when God put mankind on this planet, He put him in the Garden of Eden. And one of the things God put in that garden was the tree of life. Now, it's very interesting, because if you know the story, when mankind sinned, God had to do something uh, to keep man from eating of the tree of life. Listen to what it says here. And the Lord God said, Behold, the man is become as one of us to know good and evil. And now lest he put forth his hand and take also the tree of life and eat and live forever. Isn't that interesting? God literally had to keep mankind out of the garden so they would not eat of the tree of life, think about this, and live forever in our fallen state. Aren't you glad, folks, that this body and our fallen state isn't all we had to look forward to? I mean, already this morning I've been talking to folks about different heartaches and, and burdens they've been sharing. And you know what? There's burdens and heartaches of this life. And you know what? Truth be told, folks, I am so thankful there's more than just temporal life on earth. Amen? Amen. No, listen, that tree of life, it was in that garden. And God had to keep man from eating it so we wouldn't live eternally in our fallen state. Then you fast forward and you go to the book of Revelation. And, and surprise, surprise, the tree's there again. Amen? And notice again what he says about that tree. It talks about how the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And I think that's very interesting. And, uh, and I, I don't even claim to honestly know exactly what God is referring to by that. All I know is it's there, it's going to be amazing, and the Bible says we're going to be able to eat of it. Amen. I want you to notice some things about that tree of life. I want you to notice the bounty of the tree. Notice what it says. Which bare twelve manner of fruits and yielded her fruit every month. Now this is no ordinary tree, okay? In fact, I promise you, we've never seen anything like it here on earth. It's a tree that bears twelve manner of fruits and it yields that abundance every month. Now, mankind, through some genetic research and those types of things, through a method called grafting, has been able to uh, graft trees that produce two kinds of fruit. Okay, that's actually possible. They've done that. But I can tell you this, nobody, mankind, has never grafted or done anything with the tree to make it produce 12 different kinds of fruit. Amen? You say, why would God do that? I'll tell you why God would do that. Because He loves us, and He wants His people that He loves and He died for to have some enjoyment up there in heaven. Amen? By the way, folks, let me just say this. If you don't, if you don't, if you don't enjoy church on earth, you might have a little bit of problem what's going on in heaven. Amen? Because I'm going to tell you, the, the, the church of Jesus Christ is a small microcosm of what it's supposed to be like in heaven one of these days. 
This week, I, uh, I did something so amazing for my wife. I went shopping with her to Walmart. Amen. Yes, I know, right? Can you believe I would love my wife that much? Take her to Walmart of all places, right? We were in there the other night, and um, we walked by the fruit section because uh, p- part of what we're going to do tonight, uh, we're going to have uh, caramel apples, I think, right? We, we ordered caramel. You can't find caramel in the grocery stores anymore, okay? It must be one of those things people are hoarding somewhere. There's probably a doomsday bunker somewhere filled with crates and pallets of caramel, all right? We had to order it online, okay? So we ordered it. It didn't get here. We reordered it. And it's sitting over there at the post office. They better deliver it today. Amen? Or, or you're not getting caramel apples tonight. But all that to say, we're supposed to have caramel apples at the cookout tonight, all right? And we were in the fruit section, and they had some fresh fruit out. And I don't know what it was. Maybe I hadn't walked by the fruit section in a while. But we, we were in that fruit section, and the fragrance of that fresh fruit just overtook me. I mean, it was the most amazing, delicious smell. And, and here's what I said to my wife. I said, man... That reminds me of what it's going to be like at the tree of life of one of these days. Amen? And it's just, you know, just small things like that that God uses to remind us. But it's going to be an amazing thing. So we see here about that tree of life. Uh, we see the bounty of the tree. And then notice the benefit of the tree. The Bible says this, the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. Now what's that mean? What's that revealed to us? Well, folks, the Bible promises us there's going to be no more tears, death, or sorrow, or pain. That the former things are passed away. And this is not a contradiction to Scripture. It speaks of, I believe, the abundance of life that we'll enjoy one of these days in heaven. And the leaves of these trees will make our eternal life more enjoyable. All right? Now, again, I can't explain everything about it. By the way, here's what I say. Sometimes people say, well, uh, you know, don't you understand this about God? Don't you understand that about God? You know what? No. By the way, be glad we serve a God we can't totally comprehend here. Listen, if I could wrap this little Peasley thing around God, what kind of God would He be anyway? Amen? And remember, folks, the Bible doesn't tell us all that God knows. It tells us all God wants for us to know. Amen? And sometimes God just gives a little hint here, a little hint there. I I don't claim to know everything, what He's talking about. All I know is it's going to be amazing. It's going to be wonderful. There's a benefit of this tree of life. And praise God, we're going to be able to eat from it one of these days. So we see the flowing river of life. We see the flourishing tree of life. How about this? A flawless day of life. Oh, this is good. Amen. Look what he says here, verse 3 and 5. How about you? I long for this day. I long for this day. Amen. The more we live in this world, the darker it gets, the crazier times get. I find myself literally, just last night, I told my wife, I said, wouldn't it be awesome if the Lord came and got us today? You know, my daughter, who's supposed to be getting married in March, is like, don't quit saying that, Dad. Don't say that. Don't say that. I'm like, yes, it would be awesome. Let's go to heaven tomorrow, right? But I think about this day. Notice, again, notice what the Bible says. There shall be no more curse. Amen? Aren't you glad for that? But the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and His servants shall serve Him, and they shall see His face. Amen? Now right now, folks, listen, we're walking by faith, not by sight. And that's the way God's intended for it to be. And by the way, that's okay. And you can still know God, have a relationship with God. It's just through faith right now. But one of these days, our faith is going to be made sight. Praise God. We're going to see His face. And His name, His name shall be in their foreheads. And there shall be no night there. And they need no candle, neither light of the sun. For the Lord God giveth them light. And they shall reign forever and ever. Man, you talk about 
and one eternal day with God in heaven. It'll be a day free of anything that would hinder or bring despair. The day of life in heaven will be as perfect as God intended for man ever to live. Amen? Now notice what's going to make this so enjoyable. Well, first of all, we already talked about it, but the absence of the curse. And there shall be no more curse. Aren't you glad there's coming a day where we don't have to deal with sin anymore? Man, I tell you, folks, I hate sin. I hate it. Because let me tell you, I know what sin does. I know how sin destroys. I know how sin separates. I know uh, that sometimes when, when I do things I shouldn't do, how disappointed my Lord is in me. I hate sin. Amen. And by the way, we ought to hate sin as Christians. Amen? I'm looking forward to that day where the curse of sin will be no more. We'll never experience devastation that sin has brought to creation. By the way, folks, there's nothing right now in our life that isn't affected by sin. Not one thing. In fact, right now, as beauty, as beautiful as the leaves are changing, you know what all that is? A picture of death. Why are they changing? Because they're dying. Right? It's a picture of sin. But one of these days, folks, we don't have to deal with that curse anymore. We're going to be able to live in a place where there is no more sin. Not only the absence of the curse, but how about this? To me, this is it right here. This is the pinnacle of heaven, the presence of the Lord. The presence of the Lord. But the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and His servants shall serve Him, and they shall see His face, and His name shall be in their foreheads. Folks, think about this. The presence of our Lord is going to make heaven what heaven is. Now, it may not mean much to this old world, but I'm going to tell you something right now. That means something to me, amen? I'm so looking forward to that day where I finally get to lay my eyes on the One who gave Himself for me. In fact, many a times as I'm I'm spending time with the Lord in prayer, I often think to myself, Lord, I know right now we're walking by faith, God. I know right now, but God, I can't wait till one of these days I get to see You. God, I'm sure I'm going to give You a hug, Lord. I know I'll be falling at Your feet, amen? Could you imagine being in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ himself the bible says that his servants will serve him now again folks heaven's not going to be sitting around floating on a cloud playing a harp doing nothing all right we're going to be serving the lord for all eternity i don't know about you i like serving god amen there's something fulfilling about it there's something wonderful about it to think that the god of the universe would love me enough to save me and then call me into a life of service to him How much better does it get than that, amen? Amen. To think that God would partner with me to be able to be involved in things that are going to matter for eternity. Man, it's wonderful here. It's going to be even more wonderful there, amen? Could you imagine serving Him? You say, what are we going to be doing? Anything He wants for us to do. Right? Anything He wants for us to do. By the way, I want you to think about this for a minute, all right? I'm going to kind of take a rabbit trail for a sec, all right? Y'all okay, all right? We're doing all right? Okay, think about this for a minute, all right? The Bible tells us that God's going to create a new earth one of these days. And if you study, the Bible tells us this. There's going to be heaven. There's going to be the new Jerusalem. There's going to be a new earth. Now, there's places right now on this earth I would love to go see. I'd love to go be a part of. But truth be told, I'll probably never see with my human eyes. But folks, listen, we're going to have a whole eternity to be able to go places and do things in service to our Lord. You talk about amazing. You talk about wonderful. Amen? Then how about this? The magnificence of eternity. There shall be no night there. They need no candle, neither light of the sun. For the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and and ever. Again, I think the hardest thing for us to grasp about heaven is is the fact it will never end. I mean, I remember as a kid trying to think in my mind, all right, I'm going to try to think about... Uh, eternity. I'm going to think about how it's going to end. And I would think about it. And you know what? Literally my mind would start to hurt because we cannot comprehend anything that doesn't have an end to it. 
But one of these days, folks, heaven will, amen, and the magnificence of it. Think about what it says. It says that there's no night there. By the way, you know what the source of light is? It's not the S-U-N anymore, amen? We don't need the S-U-N because we got the S-O-N, amen? And the glory of God is going to light that. Man, what an amazing, wonderful place. Flowing river of life, flourishing tree of life, a flawless day of life. I studied the Scripture out. There's more things about life than we got time to preach about this morning. There's the crown of life. There's the spirit of life. There's the book of life, the water of life, the word of life, the grace of life. Amen? I mean, this could have been a a four-part message this morning. Now, all right, you ready? That was all introduction. Okay, you ready for the message this morning? You ready for it? Here it is. You ready? How How to be a part of celebrating this life. Because here's the thing, folks. All right? It's there. It's waiting on us. It's available to us. But you know what? Truth be told, it's only there if we accept the gift that's been given to us to have it. So how do we accept that? How do we make sure we celebrate this life? Here you go. You ready? Accept God's gift of eternal life. Accept God's gift of eternal life. Jesus said in John chapter 6, verse 40, we just read it in our text, and this is the will of Him that sent me, that everyone which seeth the Son and believeth on Him may have, may have everlasting life. Let me tell you how simple this thing is, alright? It's even bro- broken down further in 1 John chapter 5, verse 12. Are you ready for this? This is not complicated. This is what God says. He that hath the Son hath life. He that hath not the Son of God hath not life. Listen to me, folks. Eternal life is not found in an organization. It's not found in a place. It's not found in good works. It's found in a person, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. That's where eternal life is found. By the way, I want you to think about something for a minute. Every single person that ever has been or ever will be is eternal. We are eternal creations. Because the Bible says in Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, that God breathed into His nostrils the breath of life, And man, not just Adam, mankind became a living soul. And when God gifted us with life, He gifted us with something He didn't gift the rest of His creation with, and that's called a living soul. By the way, the living soul is the real you. Alright? These bodies are just a a house the real real us lives in. Alright? You can't really see the real me this morning. Alright? You just get to see this good looking house I get to live in. Right? Amen? No, just kidding. Alright? No, you don't see me. You see my house. Alright? Every single one of us is eternal. And here's the thing, you ready? It's whether or not we're going to have eternal life or eternal death. But eternity is guaranteed. It's not a matter of whether you're going to be eternal or not. Everybody lives forever. It's just a matter of where you're going to be spending your eternity. Amen? Let me just say this, folks. If you want part of the life that we're talking about this morning, amen, that, that flowing river, that, that tree, that, that day of life, if you want a part of that, then you must accept by faith God's eternal gift of salvation. Amen? Listen, folks, salvation is found in none other than Jesus Christ. Unashamedly, without apology, you know what we preach around here? Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Amen? Amen. That according to the Scriptures, he, he was buried and He rose again and He's coming back to get us one of these days. That's the message of the Gospel of Jesus Christ. And if you want to be part of that eternal uh, uh, state that we talked about this morning, all right, very simple to accept the gift. Realize your sinful condition, amen? Realize the penalty of our sinful condition. Realize that Jesus died to pay the price for our sin and by faith put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ and His death, burial, and resurrection. That's called the gospel, amen? And the reason any of us have any shot 
of enjoying all these eternal things we talked about this morning is only because of Jesus Christ and our faith and trust in Him. Amen. And if you're not saved here this morning, I want to encourage you, accept Him as your Savior. Revelation 22, verse 17, And the Spirit and the Bride say, Come. And let him that heareth say, Come. And let him as it a thirst, Come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. Amen? Free gift waiting to be accepted. So hey, you want to be part of this celebration of life? Accept God's gift of eternal life. But how about this? Amen? Once you've accepted the gift of eternal life, how about this, Christians? Let's live the abundant life. Amen? Here's what Jesus said in John chapter 10, verse 10. The thief cometh. By the way, that's the devil, amen? The devil's not your friend, all right? He doesn't love you. He doesn't care for you one bit. He is the thief. The Bible says he wants to steal, kill, and destroy you, amen? Keep that in the mind. Next time, he wants to dangle that little bit of temptation in front of you. Keep that in mind what that's going to lead to, amen? It ain't going to lead to pleasure. It ain't going to lead to fulfillment. It's going to lead to death and destruction because that's what the thief does, all right? I am come, Jesus here, I am come that they may have life and they may have it more abundantly. Now what you think about for a minute, very interesting, alright? That word abundant, it means very high. It means superior. It means beyond measure. Now why in the world as Christians are we not getting everything there is to get out of the Christian life? I don't know about y'all, but if I'm going to do this thing called the Christian life, all right, if I'm going to give my all to Jesus Christ, I don't want to just do it halfway. I don't want to just do it partway. I don't want to just do it most of the way. Hey, let's do it all the way. Amen? Amen. Give it all. God has a life for us to live on this journey called life that is superior, that is beyond measure, and it's very high above what this stinking world has to offer. I'm talking about, folks, all the living for the world, the sin, the flesh, the devil. All it's going to do is give you a bushel basket full of sorrow and regret. God's got a better road, a higher road, a more blessed road that we as Christians ought to be living on. It's called the abundant life. Amen? Now, I get it. we got to deal with the results of sin. we got to deal with heartaches. we got to deal with sorrow. Hey, we are in a battle, no doubt about it. We are running a race, amen? But in the process of all that, we can do all those things abundantly, amen? And live the abundant life. Living the abundant life as living a life according to that book sitting in your lap. Amen? That old King James Holy Bible. And uh, you know what? If you want to experience the good things of this life and even the, the better of the eternal rewards of the next, listen to me, stop treating that book like it's a smorgasbord. Amen? Quit trying to pick and choose what we want to believe, what we don't want to believe, and let's start obeying it. Amen? Then and only then will we begin to experience that abundant life as we travel the road toward our heavenly home where forever... We will experience eternal life with Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen? So the celebration of life. So are you, are you saved this morning? Have you accepted Christ as your Savior? If not, don't leave today not knowing Christ or not knowing Him as your Savior. Amen? Praise the Lord. In the last several weeks, there's been several people accept Jesus Christ as their Savior. Amen? But let me tell you, God's still got room for more. By the way, He's got room for you if you don't know that you're saved. Then those of us that are saved, hey, listen to me. Hey, as a Christian, let's live the abundant life. Amen? Let's stop being all about us and start being more about Him. Alright? And as we're on our way to the joys of eternal life, let's not bypass, let's not miss living out on the abundant life that God has given for us to live. Let's pray. Lord, we love you this morning.